Our producer collected media from his childhood for his daughter when she was old enough to comprehend. However, he was appalled at the images and how fear and foreboding was injected into the telling of some of scripture. When he talked with others, their response was, well, it worked for us, didn't it? But did it? From his generation, many have left the church and have come back only for the sake of their children. Many don't really know what they believe, but tell Bible stories with pretty much the same fear and foreboding. It's almost cyclic. With this in mind, our producer began to produce the GraceLink videos on Vimeo and YouTube. And the response is amazing. The consistent response, these are safe stories to help my child understand God. What are we telling our children? How are we telling them about God? And should we continue because that's how we were raised? Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Andrew Campbell and this is Sabbath School University. Now we have three guests that our viewers may or may not remember, but I'm going to invite you to Introduce yourselves again as if it's for the first time and tell us your name, tell us where you're from, what you're studying, and then uh, tell us uh, maybe something from your childhood that you really enjoyed. Um, hi everyone, my name is Tam Nguyen and I'm from Vietnam. Um, I'm uh, doing my MBA right now at Andrews. And one thing remind me when I grow up is like quality time with my parents. Okay. Every supper's night. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's still go with me right now. At the dinner table? Yeah, at the dinner nice. table. Everyone brings stories. Okay. Yeah. Well, my name is Jean Mogusu. I am from Kenya, born and raised. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> and um, let's see, what else? I am here at Andrews in the Master of Divinity program okay. in the Theological Seminary. And one thing I remember about my childhood was that we used to have worship every morning and every evening. Okay. And we used to sing songs from the Adventist hymnal. Okay. And when we tried, you know, to be cute and not sing because we had one hymnal, my mother went out and photocopied the whole hymnal and gave everybody their own copy. Oh, wow. So we did not have any excuses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, my name is Fresno Fanfan. I am from Brooklyn, New York, and I'm also studying the Theological Seminary. And uh, one thing that I remember as a child is my uh, playground back when I was in elementary school. Okay. Like everything about my elementary school, I remember the playground. So much fun, um, chasing uh, <laughs> uh, people, chasing my friends. Girls? Oh, I, I to say that. <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can tell that came out funny. You know, people chasing people. <laughs> yeah. um, just just playing with my friends. I had a great time in my elementary school in my playground. Very mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Uh, before we get into the lesson, Tam, could you pray for us in Vietnamese sure. and uh, read the key text? Yeah, sure. Let me read the key text for today's lesson. It's from Matthew chapter 21, verse 16. Do you hear what these children are saying? They ask him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? From the lips of the children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise. 
Okay, let's bow our heads for prayer. Thưa cha trên trời, con xin cha hãy xuống đây với chúng con ngày hôm nay trong buổi học này, giúp chúng con um, mở rộng tầm nhìn về thế giới của người đã tạo ra. Con xin cảm ơn tất cả những ân phước mà người đã ban xuống cho chúng con, uh, tất cả những sự giữ gìn cũng như là những món quà mà người đã ban tặng. Um, on, um, nhân danh Chúa Giêsu, Amen. Amen. So this quarter we're talking about discipleship and in this particular lesson we're talking about discipling children in particular. So that's why that's where that question is coming from, you know. What do you enjoy about your childhood? Well, mm. we're talking about children today. Um <coughs> now children are obviously very important. Um how important are children to the Christian church? I mean, I think we heard about this a lot. Um, children are the future generation. Mm -hmm. So for me, when it comes to a church and there's no children around, I feel like it's a dying church because okay. you don't have the next generation. Mm. So that's how important, you know, the young gener this generation is to me okay. for the church mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if, if children are indeed that important, Mm -hmm. um, meaning without them the church is on a dying path. Um, do you think there is an adequate amount of training for children's ministries, be it in our seminaries or in, uh, you know, workshops or, uh, I don't know, classes? I mean, I think oftentimes we neglect um, our children. The uh, reason I say that is because um, growing up, I remember whenever it was Children's Day, that's where the least amount of people come up to church. Mm. Um, whenever it's children's story, that's when people just ignore, they go to the bathroom, they're on their phones, things like that. Because mm. like mm. adults don't really find interest in um, children's things, mm. but they don't understand. Um, I think we all need to understand that, um, you know, since, as you said, children are the future, and, um, you know, within their world, within their context, this is their prime time. This is where they can be fed with the spiritual truths from the word. Mm. And, um, yeah, we just can't neglect them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what is um, sad is that we have, in most of our services, we want children to pay attention to the adult portions of the service, mm -hmm. but we don't want the adults to. We, we, it's kind of like as adults, we, we are not interested in the children's portions. Like okay. children's story will roll through and it's like, oh, you know, it's just another story. We'll take our kids there or We'll send them to the front, mm -hmm. yeah. expect them to sit and be quiet, mm -hmm. and then, but we're not. Okay. So they see us, you know, not paying attention. Yeah. But somehow when the preacher gets up, the children are told to stop fidgeting and mm. stop doing all these things. And, you know, they're just mirroring what, you know, mm. what they see. Yeah. Mm. Which, yeah. Is, which is crazy because, um, like, Jesus made children an integral part of his ministry sure. mm -hmm. many times he you know he stopped what he was doing like and said okay i think there was one time when he's he brought a child and put the child up on a pedestal and said unless you guys are like this child yeah mm -hmm. you know so we need to pay attention to children definitely yeah. and um i i think uh children are very good at mirroring like you said um you know everything from their influential leader i.e. their parents, yeah. and um, they'll pick up stuff. So if you're expecting them to pay attention uh, during the adult portions of the service, like um, the song, mm -hmm. you know, and they're not, you're not paying attention during theirs, then it's, it's sending a mixed message, and okay. you want them to obey you, but in actuality, you're not respecting mm -hmm. their part of the service. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
that's mm. very very interesting now if we if we have that sort of attitude towards children then should it be a surprise to us that when they grow older that many of them will en- end up leaving the church you know if we if we don't really express a lot of care and concern for them and if we if we're not putting in an adequate amount of training for people who are involved in these ministries then should it come as a surprise to us that mm. oftentimes hmm. young people will end up leaving the church when when it becomes their decision now okay now yeah. it's not mommy or daddy telling me what to do that I should come to church it's now my decision and then I choose not to yeah yeah. I mean, uh, the Bible said, uh, train up a child in the way they should go so that when they get older, they will not depart from it. Mm. Um, I believe in, in the training of a, of a child, um, you're leading by example. And um, so if they grow up and they're, they're not in the church anymore, you know, something went wrong mm-hmm. um, in the childhood. You know, now I don't have any kids, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, I was a child. And I just thank God for the, uh, the training that I have received that I can uh, resort back to yeah. you know, as I travel through life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you, you brought out uh, a story, uh, an instance with, with Jesus, and that, you know, I think you were talking about Matthew 18. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in our lesson, we're actually going to Matthew 18, but the story you were talking about is at the beginning of the chapter, but we pick up from verse 6, mm. where Jesus is saying to his disciples that, Basically, if any of you happens to offend a little child, and by offend in this context, he, he means uh, causes them to, to sin mm-hmm. or, or to pick up a, a habit, a bad, a bad mm-hmm. habit. If any if you uh, causes a little child to, to sin, it would be better if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Um, does that give you any kind of an idea of how Jesus viewed children and, you know, the, the impact that adults and uh, us, you know, that we have on children? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. for him to actually say that if you cause a child to stumble, mm-hmm. might as well just, you know, basically drown yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, go throw yourself in the lake, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Don't even wait for someone else to do it. Just yeah. do it for yourself. Uh-huh. Um, I think it kind of gives um, a great idea of how much import he placed on children mm-hmm. and ministry to children, you know. Um, so I think the idea then should be for us as as ministers to be, as ministers now mm-hmm. and ministers to be, and mm-hmm. everyone, you know, the whole congregation, everyone who is a Christian is a minister mm-hmm. in their own right, mm-hmm. called by God. Mm-hmm. To, to preach the gospel, I think then we need to pay more attention to children's programs, like mm-hmm. what we do, bearing in mind that you teach a child about the way of the Lord right now. Mm-hmm. You may think, you know, um, it's for that 30-minute seg- you know, segment in church, yeah. but that those little um, segments add up and ma- make a, a difference for a lifetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. um, Fred Craddock, who was one of the all-time preachers, yeah. um, he once said that he was asked who was one of the most influential uh, people in his life, mm-hmm. aside from your parents. And I think he said 
um, a lady, I forget her name, but the, his, son, his Sunday school teacher. Okay. Mm. Uh, because she made it a point. She never once tried to explain scripture to them, but she made a point for them to learn scripture. And so she would start from A, you know, a why, uh, uh, you know, teaching them different verses okay. up until mm -hmm. the end and make it. And he said those are the things that he could now recall as, as a grown mm -hmm. man, as a preacher, a man mm -hmm. of God, mm -hmm. you know, preaching to thousands of people and bringing them to Christ. Yeah. And those are the things that he can lay down as a foundation for that. Yeah. So imagine how many children, how many opportunities for ministry we've missed mm -hmm. just by not caring enough for our children yeah, yeah definitely like those those bible verses that you um learn as a child they really stick with you because i remember so many as, as a child i think i memorized more bible verses as a child than mm. in my later years okay so yeah. when i'm reciting scripture i don't even remember um memorizing it but yeah. it's just that since it was instilled since childhood mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's still in you it's still there yeah, yeah. that's remind me of this really um uh one thing we usually say in the Vietnamese community, um, the children is like a blank paper mm. Mm -hmm. that you can draw anything on there, but be careful what you are drawing on it. Mm. Because since it's blank, so it will stay there for the rest of their life. Mm. Mm. So, you know, that is why I think ministry, ministry for children is extremely important. And mm. like, it can develop the habits for them, like good habits will stay with them for a lifetime. Oh, yes, yes. And bad habits will be, you know, a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For accidentally sure. put that into a child. Mm -hmm. for sure, yeah. 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 Now, for, for us as a church and as a community, evangelism is very important, mm -hmm. and rightly so, because I mean, we, are, we are called to bring the gospel to the entire world. Um, but I think sometimes we neglect to think of children in that category of those who are needing to be evangelized. And we kind of take it for granted that by sending them to Sabbath school and by them coming and listening to sermons in church, that they will be taught. And I don't know if that's really the, the most effective way hmm. for evangelizing our children. Well, uh, interesting you say that because um, um, now, now that I'm thinking, like um, in the initial years of, of, of children, especially if they're brought up in the church, um, we're, we just kind of like teach them the basic Bible stories mm -hmm. and we just expect them to just, okay, well, they, they have the knowledge of it, but how is it applied to them? Okay. Because, you know, it's like we're teaching them um, religion mm -hmm. without reality, you know, and it becomes boring to them, you yeah. know. So I think um, once, once a child realizes that, um, they disobeyed mom and dad. Mm, okay. uh, they realize that they are a sinner mm -hmm. and they are in need of a savior, even at a um, child's age. And, you know, it could become more, the Bible could become more practical to them and more alive because they realize that the same savior that mom and dad needs, I need the same savior for myself too, so that okay. I can obey my parents so that I could, you know, do my homework and be a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now, how can we disciple our children so that they too may grow up in spirit, filled with wisdom and in favor with God and those around them. Obviously hinting at Mary's bringing up of, of Jesus. Um, how can we follow that pattern in today's environment? I think the best way to do is to do it is, um, no, I should say I'm not a parent, mm. but I, you know, I have been in the room while others were being raised. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, however, I would say that the best way to do that is give 
your child their own opportunities to have their own relationship with God. Mm. You know, a story is told of um, a little child who was praying for a kitten. And the mother was like, I, you know, you keep praying, but as far as I know, I'm not getting a kitten for yeah. this house. Yeah. Um, however, a couple of weeks went by and the child was still adamantly praying. Mm -hmm. uh, because in, in Sabbath school, they had been taught that if you pray, Jesus hears and that Jesus is your friend mm -hmm. and Jesus wants to hear from you. And if you, you know, tell him what you want, he'll, he's ready and willing to listen. Okay. So the child was praying all, all for the next couple of weeks. And then one day, um, while the, the child was in the backyard, a kitten just comes flying into their backyard. Mm -hmm. wow. Now, so the child, of course, is happy and excited. Jesus answered their prayer. Yeah. What the mother <laughs> didn't know, or what they didn't know, was that um, a neighbor of theirs was, had a trampoline and their child put the kitten on the trampoline oh. and was jumping on the oh, trampoline wow. and the kitten moved. Got launched into it launched the, the But that child's <laughs> faith was wow. forever changed wow. because oh, yeah. they got an opportunity to recognize that God mm. answers prayers. Yeah. Wow, wow. You know? So it's, it's those things we never take, you never take for granted. Yeah, yeah. All the things that you teach the child, because the oh, yeah. child does register like you said it's a blank slate yeah. whatever you tell them they will soak up mm -hmm. and they'll you know they're sponges they will yeah yeah and perhaps yeah. god did answer um their, their prayer, prayer just by that you know yes. and that's going to stay and with the child let, forever because yeah, yeah. the, the child you know the neighbor did allow them to keep the kitten wow. after hearing the story wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. wow um now another verse uh, that we have in our lesson is uh, mark 10 verse 13 to 16. And this one is an interesting one because this is when uh, some children are brought to Jesus and, and the disciples are upset because they're saying, you know, he's too busy. He, can't, he doesn't have time to deal with the children right now. Bring them some other time. Or, you know. um, and Jesus interrupts them while they're rebuking the parents and saying, you know, you can't, he, he can't see them right now. Mm -hmm. And Jesus interrupts them and says, no, let them come mm -hmm. um, because... For, su for of such is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Mm -hmm. um, what must we take away from this account for ourselves as adults and in how we relate to our children? I well, uh, I think first we could look at um, when the verse says, Assuredly, I say it to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will not by no means enter it. Mm -hmm. um, we could look at like, what is it about the child that um, the Lord is likening us to be like, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much uh, a child's mind is very, is very shapeable. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a child's mind will go in the direction of their leader, yeah. which is their parents. Yeah. So that's why when, when children are raised by good parents, they have a higher likelihood of um, having good ethics, good morals as they grow up. And if they're not raised by good parents, then, you know, it's not going to be, it won't be so good. Mm -hmm. So we need to be as a child and having our minds to be willing to be shaped by God. Okay. You know, um, okay. the Bible said, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So we have the mind of God so that he can you know, download, programming us what he wants us to think, what, you know, or, or how he wants us to think, I should say. Yeah. And um, that will be pleasing to him, and then it will lead us to salvation. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, actually, one uh, another point that I saw from this one is sometimes uh, as adult we think the children are too young mm -hmm. for certain things, especially come <laughs> to understand the principle of the Bibles and things mm -hmm. like that. But you know, we underestimate their ability because some mm -hmm. kids they can understand those things better than we we thought they could. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you know, just don't prevent them; just let them grow as they as the way that they're supposed to be. I yeah. Think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, in the in the passage that we were at before Matthew 18, um, the same the same Jesus makes essentially mm -hmm. the same statement that you have to be like uh, one of these little children mm -hmm. um, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's interesting because it comes in response to the disciples questioning Jesus and saying, "Who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is Jesus' response. He, he, he answers their question about who is going to be the greatest by saying, unless you are converted and become like one of these little children, mm. you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm. So you won't, you won't even get to be there, mm. much less worry about who's the greatest. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that gives us a, a little bit of, of an idea of one other uh, lesson that we can take from what Jesus is saying here in terms of we have to be like children. Mm -hmm. um, I think Jesus is pointing at an element of humility here, mm -hmm. uh, not desiring, okay, I want to be the greatest in the, in the kingdom. Um, I, I think that is one good lesson that we can take from it, an mm -hmm. element of humility that we have mm -hmm. to have. I think, you know, um, one thing whenever I read that verse, I was thinking of how faithful a kid could be. Because I remember mm. this story with my second cousin. And then, you know, I just come by home probably once a month or something like that. And these two um, brother and sister, they're always there. And one time I was like, oh, why are you guys always here? I will take you guys, you know, out to um, one of the events. And they usually have like Sunday morning. And it's like kids come out and do stuff. But I could not do that that week. So it's like, I promise you, next month when I come home, I'll take you guys out. The next month I come, I totally didn't remember that because you know all of the stress of school and things like that. Mm -hmm. But when I came home, and they just run out, and they was like, "Hi, auntie, are we going? What time we are going?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I make that mm -hmm. promise." Mm -hmm. And you see how they can hold yeah. on to it for so long. Yeah. And for us, we just forget about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's how. I think that's one of the reasons Jesus say that, like. When once you have trust me, yeah. then trust me and be faithful. Definitely. Don't just yeah. be sway around and you know yeah. questioning. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Now, when when we're dealing with with children, um, security is a logistical issue that we have to keep in mind. Um, how is security essential to the discipleship of children? I think security is like the most important thing that we should consider, especially mm -hmm. when we're talking about discipling children. Unfortunately, the world we live in today, we cannot go, we cannot go about just um, blindly trusting people, mm. you know, mm. um, because we do know mm. that children have fallen prey to predators from within the church mm -hmm. and without. And unfortunately, the stories that are coming out these days from, you know, from all over the 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 world about yeah. people who have been sexually and physically abused by people in our church mm. as well as outside of our church mm. this is not something we can ignore anymore yeah. you know we cannot just go about thinking that everything is hunky-dory yeah. and um, and leaving our children 
um, basically in harm's way. Yeah. And mm. we, we can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah you know, I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of the parable of the wheat and the tares. And we have to kind of remember that too, that we don't only have wheat growing mm. in, in our church, that we do have some tears as well. Mm. And like Jesus said, it's not our job to necessarily go and root up the, the tears, yeah. um, but we have to be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. And, yeah. and, and there, there is a necessary precaution that needs to be taken. Um, when you see when you see that children are abused by members of their own family, um, you you know that the potential is definitely there for for people, even though they profess to be Christians, um, that the potential is always there for for harm to be done to children, and it, there, it has to be um, something that is very important that is talked about. We can't just assume that people will be responsible. Uh, we have to, because once once um, a child goes through a traumatic experience like that, it, it stays with them for life. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think another thing that we have to do is as a is a, as a church as a community is not um, make it hard for children to tell us about these things that are mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we need to be safe people yeah. and create safe environments for our children to be able to say. Um, this and this happened, yeah. or this and this, because in their innocence, remember, children are blank slates. Mm -hmm. In their innocence, they may not even, they may recognize that something is wrong, but because this may be someone they trust, yeah. or someone who they see, you know, is part of their family, they may not be comfortable in saying something. So we need to be safe people that our, that children can feel like they can come and tell us and we don't judge. Yeah. We have to give them an ear. We have to be patient. Yeah. We have to let them know that what they're saying is valued mm -hmm. and it's valid, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. So make them understand that you value what they're saying, mm -hmm. that they are valued, and also that you're paying attention to what it is that they're, they're saying. Yes, For sure. Yes. Yeah. And I think too, like as a church uh, focused on evangelism, security for children is very important because sure. when you secure your, the children, it's not only them, but their parents are watching as well. Mm. Okay. So sometimes um, when you mistreat the children or, or if the parents feel as if there's not good security, it could affect their membership in the church as well. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many times where uh, children are part of the church, they go into Pathfinders, they go into Adventures, Eager Beavers, and their parents are not Adventists, okay. but it determines how the church treats their children mm. that can bring their parents mm -hmm. over as well. Okay, so if yeah. the children are not, are not treated properly, then the parents, they can yeah. just go. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're just about out of time again, and we, we didn't get through all that we wanted to. It sh shows us a, this is a very good topic. Um, but I want to thank you for joining and, f and for giving your input again. If you'd like to join in on the discussion, visit our Facebook page off the link on our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. For Sabbath School University, I'm Andrew Campbell. And we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.